You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadine Bible Reading Plan and Charles River Church. To have your own copy of this reading plan sent straight to your inbox, you can sign up at charlesriver.lmd.church. For more information about Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Mark 8.31 through 10.52, 108 verses today. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly, but Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in glory of the Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it is come with power. And after six days... Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his clothes became radiant, intensely white as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead might mean. And they asked him, Why do the scribes say that the first Elijah must come? And he said to them, Elijah does come first to restore all things. And how is it written of the Son of Man that he should suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written of him. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and the scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, what are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. And he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy and fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And it has often cast him into the fire and into water 
to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out. The boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by his hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. And he did not want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed after three days, he will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to ask him. And they came to Capernaum. And when, they, when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all, and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him. For no one who does a mighty work in my name will, will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. For truly I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would have been better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better if you were to enter life crippled than with two hands to go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life lame than with two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell. Where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. And he left there and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan. And crowds gathered to him again. And again, as was his custom, he taught them. And Pharisees came up in order to test him, asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her away. And Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, 
Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I've kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go. Sell all that you have and give it to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said to them, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man it's impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, See, we've left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there's no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life but many who are first will be last and last first and they were on the road going up to jerusalem and jesus was walking ahead of them and they were amazed and those who followed were afraid and taking the twelve again he began to tell them what would happen to him saying see we're going up to jerusalem the son of man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes and they'll condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles. And they'll mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him and said to them, you know what those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. They came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting along the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, 
let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. so much going on in this section that we won't be able to get to it all, but I do want to point out the fact that as soon as Peter confesses Jesus as the Christ, which we read at the end of yesterday, as soon as that happens, Jesus starts to teach them that he must suffer many things, be rejected, be killed, and then rise from the dead. Just in today's section, he said it three times at three separate occasions, that we're going to Jerusalem, I'm going to get rejected by the, by the leaders, I'm going to get killed, but three days later I'm going to rise. Now, the disciples don't understand, and at one point, it even says that they were too embarrassed to ask. Now, it's, it's fun because, well, it's fun. It's interesting because Mark, most traditions say that Mark was actually Peter's gospel, uh, that Mark was one of the traveling companions with Peter, and that likely, uh, as Peter was getting to the end of his life, Mark was the one who wrote Peter's story down. He had heard it so many times from, from Peter that Mark wrote it down. So it's interesting to get the, the, the details about Peter in this because you get some of that inside knowledge, like the fact that uh, they were too embarrassed to ask him what he meant by that. And so we see that uh, Jesus heals more unclean spirits as, he, as Mark slows down for these stories. Then again, he tells about the death and resurrection. But the apostles are a couple of times they're, they're not getting the picture. Jesus is telling them, hey, I'm going to be killed and then I'll raise from the dead. And they're saying, oh, Jesus is the Christ. We're going to sit in his kingdom, in his glory. We're going to be the greatest. And so they're arguing about who's the greatest. They're arguing about uh, James and John come to him and say, hey, can we sit on your right and left hand? Jesus, do whatever we say, okay? It's kind of like prayer. Jesus responds, guys, you don't know what you're asking. <laughs> I don't know how many of my prayers Jesus has said, son, I don't know how, I, I, you don't know what you're asking. But still, he's not mad at them. He receives that, he hears it, and he answers it in a way that is according to his will and, and good and righteous. But anyway, uh, now there are, there are like imposter apostles also going on where John comes to him and says, Jesus, we saw somebody casting out demons in your name but he wasn't part of us and Jesus is like great if he continues to do that he's not far from me uh, he will eventually he'll, he'll be a follower of me and so I don't fully understand how somebody can be casting out demons in the name of Jesus without actually uh, coming into Jesus but apparently Jesus had allowed his authority to be there as well the demons were or the demons were so terrified jesus is walking around they're all in confusion they're trying to stir up strife and so somebody casts out in the name of jesus and i don't understand how it works completely but there are a couple of options and then jesus teaches again about the traditions and how jesus is here to point us back to the garden to bring a new garden into existence the the, the edenic state the law of moses was important and necessary for the time but Jesus is bringing us back to the creation mandate the design so yeah Moses allowed you guys to to divorce because of your hardness of heart but 
That wasn't God's intention. That wasn't my intention from the beginning. Remember? God made a male and female. So a man was is going to leave his father and mother and he's going to hold fast to his wife. And they will become one flesh. One new thing. So if you join those together, don't separate them. Anybody who gets a divorce causes that woman to become an adulterer. And he becomes an adulterer. And then we get the story of the children coming to him with that childlike faith. He, rebu he rebukes his disciples again saying, no, let them come to me. And then the rich young man comes to him and leaves discouraged because he has great possessions after Jesus tells him, come to, be, come to me, come follow me. And then uh, he heals Bartimaeus. And blind Bartimaeus, uh, Jesus says, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. So Bartimaeus' way has become Jesus' way. Or Jesus' way has become Bartimaeus' way. So the rich young man who had many possessions, he wouldn't follow Jesus. But Bartimaeus, who was just healed of blindness, he knows. He sees Jesus and he follows Jesus immediately. And so as we wrap up today, I'd ask you to consider, what does this section of scripture tell you about who God is and what he's like and what he wants for the world? What's it tell you about yourself? And then finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up today while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Till then, God bless.